Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the help of The Coloring Book Coach? Find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. We're back with the last episode of our four-part series featuring our special guest and amazing storyteller, Kevin Ball. If you missed parts one through three, you might want to go back and listen to those now. Kevin ran away from home at age 15, hitchhiked from Chicago to California, and then on to Seattle where he joined his first carnival. And then he stayed working carnivals for the next almost two years before finally returning home to Chicago and receiving a pretty cool welcome from the nasty stepfather who he left to avoid in the first place. It was pretty clear to Kevin that going home wasn't an option. So three days after his 17th birthday, he joined the Navy, and that's where we find him in the first story he shares today. A reminder that we recorded these stories during an almost three-hour-long virtual happy hour. And we had four out of five sisters, plus a couple of the brother-in-laws, dropped in here and there, which explains some of the sound quality. Before we get going, we want to say thank you so much for listening and supporting the show with referrals, ratings, and reviews, and to ask you, if you can, to please consider supporting the show at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the coloring book coach. We know it's a weird time on the planet, which is why small shows like ours really need and appreciate any support you can give. You can become an ongoing member for just $5 a month or treat us to a one-time virtual coffee for $3 at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the coloring book coach. And if you're already helping out, thank you so much. It really means a lot when we receive support for the show. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? As usual, this episode includes swear words. Stay with us, people. Kevin has left the carnival and joined the Navy, and instead of sailing the open seas, he's flying above the seas as an aviation anti-submarine warfare operator. And this is the story of one of his more interesting missions. So tell us about the time when the guy had to land and the, or wait, were this was this two different stories where the plane got hit by lightning? Okay, and then the crazy landing. Okay. The one with the crazy landing was in the Azores, which are some islands between Portugal and Africa. They're actually part of Portugal. A brief summary of the aircraft I was on was a four-prop job. It was too big to land on a carrier. So my actual job in the Navy was to go on an aircraft, uh, fly, land back on solid ground. We would go fly over the water. We would track localized submarines, uh, whatever ships might be out there, and come back. Well, we were out in the Azores, and we were on a patrol mission. Uh, Now, on a patrol mission, it's basically whatever ships are out there. I worked radar, I worked electronic warfare support measures, and I worked a thing called uh, magnetic anomaly detector. But because I worked the radar, I would have to find all the ships that were on the water, I'd have to track them, I'd have to number them, I'd have to get a, a path, a, a direction, and a speed for all of them. Wow. And so that's basically what my job was for this. Uh, and we're out there. I think there. I would love that job. <laughs> I just pictured Battleship, totally. 
we went out there and we, we could fly. We could actually do it up to like a 12-hour mission. Wow. And we would have to come back. So we're out there. We're flying. We're doing the missions. We do the track. And uh, we're on our way back to the Azores. Now, as we're coming back into the Azores, we were going into a weather pattern. Since I worked radar, one of my jobs was to try to avoid any of the major buildups of clouds because you could see clouds and it would show up on the radar screen, super dense, a super bright white cloud would be like the nucleus of whatever, everything that's happening. And as it faded out into the green background, you know, there would be less activity that was going on there. Well, there was nothing but a huge mass wall for hundreds and hundreds of miles of a front that we had to get through. Now, there was this gap between them, and the gap wasn't a clear gap, but it was the point of least activity. And so I'm bringing them through that, and while we're going through it, the nose of the aircraft gets hit by a bolt of lightning. Now, <laughs> Yeah, the actual front of the plane got hit by a bolt of lightning. Both of the pilots were temporarily blinded. Uh, we do have a third pilot who, whose job is to sit in the aft of the plane uh, in case of an emergency. So these guys, he had to run up to the front, and he had to take over controls. And the other guys, oh, we're done. And uh, so we end up going through that. No, we no, wait. No, we end up going through that. Hardly does this justice. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, like, what the hell? Wait, where's the part well, where we well, all shit we our pants? Don't, we, don't know what the, we don't know what any of the damage was at that point. Except for both pilots are now are blind. You, right, but I mean, are you guys somehow protected from the from the lightning by the plane itself? Well, well we were, well, ba basically the plane is insulated. Now, there are bare spots, like the inside shell of the aircraft, <laughs> is you have metal ribs, and between the metal ribs, you've got the insulation, almost like you would have the fiberglass insulation in an attic between the two-by-fours. Okay, so the so electricity how, generated by this yes, isn't if anybody getting to the people. any of the metal, more than likely they would have died or been yeah. really hurt. Because I've, I've had a lightning bolt strike like three feet away from me. Oh, wow. And you go, it's, it's, you turn into a jitterbug. You vibrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it cleaned my radar up. I bet it did. <laughs> so the plane jumped in the air. It got hit. the plane jolted. It just jumped. Oh and crap! Everything just happened so quick. The, the pilots were blinded. The other guy ran up front. They got the pilots back, and it actually cleared the the ambient noise from my radar because I had all this fuzz in the background, yeah. and it kind of like just gave it a jolt through the system. Now. We did get back once we landed. Now, we're going back into the Azores, and the Azores is a weird kind of a naval base. The landing strip is in between mountains, so it's a very, very steep incline to get down, and then you have to level out and then land. So there's not much of a way to come in at a, you know, a, a flatter angle. So you're going straight down, and you level out, and you land. Well, we're having crosswinds of like 70 to, to 80 knots. Jesus. <laughs> Just to make it more fun. Right? No kidding. And we were, we were in a flight that went to the edge 
of what we can fly, like 12 hours, 11 or 12 hours. We didn't have enough fuel to go anywhere else. They've been struck by lightning. Both pilots are blinded. They're in a storm and on the edge of running out of fuel. Don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear what happens next after this quick break. Hey, this is Kim, also known as the Coloring Book Coach. I just wanted to pop in here and say I hope you're doing well. And also, there are some great free coloring pages for you at thecoloringbookcoach.com. And I'm here for you if you need someone to talk to. Right now, I'm offering 20-minute intuitive sessions for just $40. I have the ability to tune into you and your life and provide quick assessment and advice for whatever might be going on. Here's a testimony from a recent client who says, Kim's reading was extremely informative and on target. She knew very specific information about my situation and has provided me with clear direction about next steps to take. She was extremely professional, empathetic, and kind. I highly recommend Kim. She truly has a gift with energy. So if you're interested in giving this a try, reach out to me at thecoloringbookcoach at gmail.com and let's talk. That's thecoloringbookcoach at gmail.com. We left Kevin on a plane which was struck by lightning and is now running low on fuel. Let's get back to our story. And, and we were we were in a flight that went to the edge of what we can fly, like 12 hours, 11 or 12 hours. We didn't have enough fuel to go anywhere else. So we we end up circling it. Like Whose bright idea was this? <laughs> no, we had to. There was there were no choices. I mean, it was wow. we had to somehow yeah. land, but we had to wait to the best window with the least amount of wind. Obviously, when we had the 70 mile an hour gusts, we weren't going to try that. So we yeah. had to circle like two or three times. And we're all talking about what the possibilities are, uh, but there weren't any. We had did not have enough fuel because we had such a long flight that there wasn't enough left to get anywhere. Because the Azores are far from any land. It's a right. island between Africa and Portugal. And just to clarify again, this is after you've been hit by lightning. Yes. <laughs> this is all one That's flight fine. where yes. this is all going. <laughs> Jeez, That's what I'm saying. God. Where's the part where so, you shit your pants? I'm telling you. So we get to the point to where there's no option other than we have to land. I, I, I can't tell you the wind knots when we actually made the attempt. Uh, but I do know that we had no choice. This was the last one that we had enough, that they could guarantee we had enough fuel left for. It's either that or go in the ocean, perhaps. And so we came down. Now, we're coming at a very steep angle. We have to lift up. And the crosswinds are coming through. And so the plane starts jumping back and forth. And we're getting right above where the runway is. Now we land on one wheel. We pop back to the other wheel. Oh and we go back and forth a couple of times. Then we finally get all wheels on the ground. And we start yawing across the runway. Fish tailing. The people that were in the tower, everybody, nobody was at their stations. They were all standing with their hands against the windows watching us. And I swear to God, even though I did not get along with my uh, commander on, on the crew that well, I was kind of like the, uh, well, me. You were Kevin, you were Kevin Ball. Um, yeah. Yeah. You were the I, Kevin I Ball of so the crew. I much respect for him because <laughs> you've got four props, two turbo props on each side, and he's having to control each one of them independently to try to just immediately the way the, the, the wings are going, you know, the wings would be flying one way. We'd have to, you know, pull thrusters on the others and, you know, get that going on. We made it safely. Once we finally got down where the lightning hit, 
the front was fine. There was like a, a burn mark uh, on the t- on the tail where we've got the stinger that comes out the back of the tail. There was like this hole uh, burned through it. I mean, it was just it went all the way through the plane and burned a hole through the tail. Wow! So that probably made it harder for him to manage it, getting it down. Then, right? I don't know that. We were worried about you know when you're in the go mode, you just go. You don't. Right. But yeah, but he would have had to adjust for that tail with the hole. Jeez, Louise, crazy! That that story is unbelievable. <laughs> it's just like I would be like, okay, we're never ever doing this again. We sign off this amazing series with Kevin Ball having survived running away and joining the carnival at 15, joining the Navy at 17, and serving until he was 23, returning to Chicago, and quickly deciding to head back to California. This is the story of his first day back in California after all that happened. And of course, it's a doozy. When I was in the Navy, uh, my, in the Navy. my best friend, my, Michael... <laughs> Uh, we grew pot together while we were in the Navy. We actually rented a house. Well, I should think so. I hope you just, had the pot after the lightning hit you. Just, just, just to grow the, the weed. Uh, but anyways, I, I, he got out of the Navy about a year before me. He's from California. I got out, went back to Chicago. I worked at a printing press for a year. He calls me up one day after one of the coldest winters we had in a, a long time and said, come on down to California. Let's go some weed. And so uh, when everything thawed off and got my shit together and stuff, I hopped on my bike and went down to California. And when I got to California, I had my motorcycle and $10. Immediately when I pulled up, he's with one of his buddies, and he goes, hey, we're going to go see uh, Super Tramp's final concert tonight. And so I thought that was awesome. So I couldn't wait to go. And we got ready. We went on down there. And it was like halfway to San Diego. It was in like Orange County from here. I got, well, who's got the tickets? Well, they didn't have tickets. Where they were going to jump the fence and get in. We end up going and jumping the fence. And we get caught. We get thrown out. Who caught and, you? The super tramp police? Yeah, super tramp police. And, and so we uh, end up going a few blocks down the road. We jumped over a fence. Hopped another fence. Got in there. Got caught. Got kicked out again. So we went even further on down the road, hopped a fence, hopped another fence, ran across a field, hopped a fence. This time we made it. And, you know, it was a chain link fence and uh, just a nice little detail. The fact when I jumped over the chain link fence, the top part of the chain link sticks up, caught my pants, ripped it all the way down the side. I fell in the middle of a bunch of people partying. And I said, of course, sorry for dropping in like this. But we did make the concert and I still got to see uh, Super Tramps one of four final concerts. That would be really cool actually. Didn't realize till the next day you know I'm telling somebody um, what happened and stuff and they go you know Lion Country Safari is right next to that right? <sighs> and so what it turns out to be <laughs> is if, if everything was correct in the way we looked at it in the map and where we were we actually jumped into the rhino pit, crossed the corner of it, jumped across the other side, and then got in there. The that rhino was my fir- That was pit. my first day in California. I mean, outside of hitchhiking. I'm just speechless on that one. Because he's the only one I got. <laughs> Not much of a friend. 
What's she got? Not a lot. <laughs> Could we have kippers for breakfast? <laughs> mommy dear, mommy dear. Uh. Everyone's a I don't know about you, but I felt like I needed a drink after hearing both of those stories. And speaking of drinks, the sister and I are going to be doing some virtual happy hours in our Facebook group. So make sure you're there to hang out with us when we do. Join the How in the Hell Did I Get Here Facebook group and watch for the announcements. We know that things are crazy right now and human connection is super important. And we really hope to meet you over there. In the meantime, meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, The nose of the aircraft gets hit by a bolt of lightning. The actual (laughs) front of the plane got hit by a bolt of lightning. Both of the pilots were temporarily blinded. How in the hell did I get here? If you're still listening, it's obvious you love the show. So please do us a favor and tell your friends about it. And also make sure to leave us a review or rating at iTunes. You can do that from our homepage at how in the hell did I get here? It seems like a little thing, but it makes a big difference, especially when you're a small independent podcast. And remember to visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book plus color and calm pages designed for right now. Be sure to tune in to How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit on Monday, June 1st for your tools and insights into how June is going to go. Big thanks to Silent Partner for our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, and our ad music, Blue Skies. We found them on YouTube's Creator Library. Find their links in our show notes. How in the Hell Did I Get Here is a production of The Coloring Book Coach and is written, produced, and hosted by myself, Kim A. Floden, with editing direction from Carrie Floden.